This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 134, baby. Oh, yeah. And it's another episode in the Expert Secrets series where I speak to Christina from Speak English with Christina. Um, Christina is very experienced and was also a course tutor on a course that I did. Um, So she has lots of things to share, many things that we can learn. I'm not going to ruin them for you, okay? because you can listen to her say them in this conversation. So I will speak to you again at the end, people. Happy listening. So hello, Christina, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hi, Martin. Good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. No problem at all. Thanks for accepting the invitation. Um, For people that don't know, Christina is an American English teacher. She has some excellent um, content on YouTube, um, lots of things that she offers online as well. In fact, Christina was Mm -hmm. actually um, a tutor, a teacher, I suppose, for an online course that I did. So you've already taught me. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, we've met in other places on the net, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So I've obviously invited you on today so you can share some of the things um, that you do um, with our listeners and basically um, give them advice about how they can improve their English. Sure. Um, Obviously, I've given you a very brief introduction. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself first before we get on to the online stuff? Yeah, sure. Um, So a little bit about me. Um, First thing is I'm from Mississippi, even though Mm -hmm. you, you know, most people are like, you don't sound like you're from Mississippi. You don't have a Southern accent. Um, And yeah, that's, I do when I go back to Mississippi. Uh, All um, I know about those um, people say y'all. I I say y'all all the time. I'm like, Um, y'all fix into and might could. And all of my non- southern friends are like did you just say might could and i'm like yeah might what, could wrong? yeah like well we might could do that <laughs> it's like you know it's like we could it, it basically means we could do that but it's a very typically like southern u.s thing so oh, okay. sometimes I have that expressions that come out like yeah i'm fixing to go to the grocery store or something and people are like fixing to hmm? fi- fi- and what does fixing to mean sorry it's like i'm about to oh i'm about to yeah, right okay right. So, um, and for the listeners that maybe that if they don't know y'all means you all no exactly right? yeah, it's like the it's like the you plural form in the uh, southern u.s okay well at least i got one right i got there one of go. the three yeah well, it's three right now, southern southern is a whole other language i think okay um, um so yeah you're from mississippi so I'm from Mississippi, but I actually, I live in France now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in Grenoble, which is in the French Alps. And I'm, I'm looking out the window right now. It's snowing at the moment. All right, nice. Um, started out, I think like a lot of English teachers, um, teaching, you know, in companies, going out to three or four different companies a day, um, spending a lot of time in the car. Um, okay. And then at some point I was like, I don't, it's not the most productive use of my time because I'm, I'm you know, working a full day or a full day is being taken for work, but I'm only technically being paid for like four hours of work. And I was yeah, like, you know, sure. this, there's got to be a better way to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I, um, I actually have a friend, uh, Geraldine, who does Comine Pulses, uh, which is these fantastic videos for learning French. Um, mm-hmm. And I just asked her, I was like, can you teach me how to do what you're doing? 
And um, so she taught me how to start doing YouTube videos. And oh, from there, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a re it's really helpful to have someone there who can just tell you how to do it. Sure. It just saves you a lot of time and stress. Um, and so I just started, I just started doing YouTube videos kind of, you know, not necessarily with the idea of building an online business, but I was mm -hmm. like, I'll, I'll make YouTube videos and I can use them in my own, you know, lessons in Less the companies, kind of fun. Um, and then from that, people just started, you know, finding me on YouTube and then contacting me to say, do you teach online? I like your videos. Can, can we work together? Um, and so then it was like, uh, yeah, I, I guess we can. I can do this. Yeah, sure. Um, and so it just started for, from there. And I was, I was very lucky in that um, because I was working, I, I guess, not quite full time at a language school um, who was very supportive of, you know, what I was doing. It allowed me to really transition comfortably from being paid by a language school to mm -hmm. becoming a fully independent online teacher. Sure. Um, and I, I just think that was, you know, it's a very, a very, I don't say it because I'm intelligent, but it, I, I was very lucky to be able to do that. But I think for someone who's looking to get into online teaching, um, you know, that would be probably a smart way to go sure. is to very transition into well, it. It's uh, just yeah. a great live lesson as well in the fact that basically you were working for free, you were doing these YouTube videos, and then that actually then became something that you now do full time. Exactly, exactly. And because yeah. I could show the videos, um, you know, to my students I had, I could get their feedback or I could, you know, see what kind of subjects or what kind of questions they were interested in and then make sure. videos on that and then say, mm -hmm. hey, you know, look, uh, Jean-Francois, I made this video for you. Um, yeah, and fantastic. So it's, it's very good, like, you know, I guess client research in, mm. in that sense of it. Yeah. So that's obviously like the free content you have, but you have lots of other right. useful courses that I've seen. You've got a fluency club. Um, yes. There's a course about finding a job. So tell us how you, well, how you now help students online. So, yeah, so there, there's, um, there's different courses and different programs, just mm -hmm. depending on what the person is looking for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of our, our smallest product, I guess, it's, uh, it's a resource pack. It's called What Was That? Um, How to Eliminate 50 Common Mistakes and Avoid Confusion in American English. Okay. Um, and, you know, the title, What Was That?, is often because people would, you know, they'll say something in English and an American might say, sorry, what was that? Um, yeah, and people are like, I'm tired of hearing what was that when I know that I'm correct. Um, and so it, it's a little resource pack which helps them to eliminate 50 common mistakes. There's quizzes, there's audio, there's an ebook. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's just a, it's a very small, like seven euro thing that they can get and they can work through like a chapter a day because each chapter okay. is one mistake, one page, very easy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they can quiz themselves before and after, uh, to see their progress. Sure. Um, and then, oh, you know, good, yeah. after, yeah, 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 it's, it's people have, I've, I've had really good response to it. Um, the okay. quizzes are fun and, um, and then, you know, uh, after that, the, the problem that I hear the most from students is, oh, I, I want to learn English, but I don't have anyone to speak with. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why we created the fluency club, the faster fluency. Yeah. Conference. This is what I'm really interested in. Let, tell us about yeah. this. So, so what this is, um, is basically it's, uh, we, create the space or the opportunities for, you know, motivated students who are, you know, kind of like-minded. They enjoy meeting people from other countries. Mm -hmm. They enjoy practicing their English. 
Um, but, you know, maybe they feel a little afraid or shy or hesitant. Um, and so we've created this. It's an online group conversation uh, program. We meet mm -hmm. three times a week. So it's three hours per week. Um, of course, I tell people you can come to all three sessions, but if you come to one or two, that's still great. So these are the live sessions you do. These are live right? sessions, exactly. And because um, you were telling me how um, yeah. live sessions keep people much more motivated as well. I, you know, I think so. I, I've, you mm. know, because I also create online courses, um, mm -hmm. but, you know, just from doing research and reading about online courses, um, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it's something like, you know, 90% of people who join an online course never finish the online course. Sure. Um, I've done that so many like, times. I've started an yeah, online and, course. And, and, and I do that. Oh, God, yeah, no, that's I, enough. <laughs> I create online courses and I still do that. So, yeah. um, you know, how can we expect our busy students to, sure. to sort of be that driven on their own? I mean, it's great if they are, but the reality is, um, you know, there's always things that are that are you know, more urgent or, um, more important. Absolutely. And so, so the fluency club, what is, they've got these three live sessions, um, per week. So they're in a group there. There's a teacher in there as well. Um, and the, so the teacher is moderating the conversations and with the software that we use, you know, even if there's maybe 12 people in the conversation session, um, the teacher can put them into small groups of two or three and so okay. that they are having a small kind of intimate conversation with just one or two other people um, with the objective of becoming comfortable and becoming confident speaking English with people of lots of different nationalities. Because mm -hmm. I think most people, they, they speak English with other nationalities, not just native speakers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Probably, yeah, I'd say more so to be honest than I, I yeah, exactly. So mm. that that um you know, we give them that opportunity there. Um and you know, every week we have a theme, they've got a conversation guidebook, they've got resources to prepare the theme of the week, so they're expanding their vocabulary and they're just getting the practice and getting the habit and the confidence of speaking. Um and, and uh, you know, one of the things that the students say they really like is they feel like there's no judgment. They're like, we're all here to learn. Nobody speaks perfect English except maybe the teacher. Um, and, you know, even if it's the teacher, in my case, I often make mistakes anyway. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm like, oh, the teacher doesn't speak perfect English. Yeah. Oh, nobody speaks perfectly. Um, exactly. But it, it's creating this sort of like community to make it fun and motivating and create those connections while you are improving your English and just getting confidence uh, about sure. speaking English. So yeah. yeah, and I really think there is something in that live lesson because, in fact, the course yeah. that I did um, where you did the live lesson, right? Um, I was really motivated to go to that. If it's just a video yeah. that you can watch anytime, you kind of think, okay, I'll do that later, and then maybe you don't yeah. actually do it. But because it was a live lesson, I remember thinking, okay, well, I'll organize like my day so I'm free for that, so I can yeah. attend that, and I actually really enjoyed it. Exactly. And, and, you know, like I said, because there's three sessions per week, you know, maybe they can't come to the Tuesday session, but they can come to the Friday or the Monday session. Mm. Um, so there's that sort of flexibility as well, because, you know, people are in different time zones and people get busy. And um, so, yeah, so that's that's the Fluency Club.
That sounds great. Um, so whilst you're here anyway, with all the yeah. um, other sort of guests I have, especially English teachers, I like to ask them for some just sort of general advice that you can give people, because I notice each teacher that I have on here um, right. says something else. And we can always take away one small thing from everyone. Um, so yeah. if you've just got any sort of general tips for us in general. Um, yeah, I would say a couple of the tips that I always tell my students is to not be so afraid. I mean, I know, I know it's normal to be afraid of speaking English um, when you know that you have a, a strong accent. And even though I often tell them, don't worry too much about your accent as long as it's understandable. Um, but, you know, to, to not be afraid of making mistakes because you're going to make oh, mistakes. Um, absolutely. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of language learning. You just have to have to accept it and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. That you know, that's yeah. what life's all about. Exactly, exactly. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Yeah. Um. And you know, I often you know tell them, don't be afraid to practice. Don't say, I only have a low level. I have to wait until I get a good level to start practicing. No, you need to start practicing from sure. the beginning so that it becomes just a habit for you. Um, so I'd say, you know, don't be afraid to practice. I often, I also tell them that doing a little bit every day, being regular with it is much more effective than, you know, trying to do two hours on Sunday afternoon, because that's when you have your free time. Um, oh, and so all of my online courses, um, that I offer, I always, you know, they're always created in a way that you can, you know, go into one module, do one activity for maybe 20 or 30 minutes a day, 50, maybe even 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, but you can do it 15, 20 minutes on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, but you're mm -hmm. being consistent. And if you just put that into your schedule, you know, in your calendar, you say Monday or every day of the week from 12 to 1220, before I go on my lunch break, I'm going to connect, I'm going to do my English work, and I'm going to sure. be consistent with that. Um, so putting it in your calendar like a meeting. Basically. Yeah, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So scheduling it and then doing it. And if you do that, you know, over, you know, my online courses, you can complete them in like three months mm -hmm. um, if you do it at that rhythm. And sure. uh, if they do that, they'll, they'll see that in three months they will have completed the course and they will have gotten the results that they wanted when they joined the course. Uh, and that's really what it's all about, is helping them to get those results. Sure, absolutely. Um, and one more question, which I've just yeah. thought about. Um, yeah. Obviously, so you live in France, myself, I live in Italy. Um, right. And us English teachers, generally, we are language learners as well. Yeah. So so like, how? what's the situation with your French? What difficulties have you encountered and how have you managed to overcome them? So I, I do, I speak um, fluent French. Um, mm -hmm. I've lived here for 15 years. My husband is French and we speak okay. French at home. And, and so I, I, I don't want to say I have no problems with French because I do, uh, but I'm very much comfortable with the problems that I have, which mm -hmm. are notably um, masculine and feminine nouns. <laughs> I'm uh, the same like with Italian. Just, it's just so yeah, difficult. I just can't get my head around it. So there's some rock and roll vocabulary. Yeah. To get your head around something is to understand it. Yes. Uh, yeah. There that, you. Uh, that's very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's you know, there like a lot of the words I, I know if they're vascular or feminine, but there's like a handful of words where I just, as much as I look it up on the internet or ask friends, 
you know, is it un structure or une structure? It just doesn't stick. Um, and yeah. my technique for dealing with that is that when I speak French, I clearly have an American accent. So people know that I'm not French. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to mess up somewhere in this conversation. I'm just going to let it go. They'll understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so I've kind of gotten beyond that need for perfection. Um, yeah, however, much like what you were just saying about accepting yeah. your own mistakes. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. it will happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I've also realized it's not that that's going to change whether or not they understand me. Um, so I'm okay with those kinds of little mistakes. However, if I am like writing, you know, maybe to a client or, you know, something where I do want to make sure that it's better, I do take the time to either, um, you know, I have a doubt, I'll go and look it up on the internet or I'll ask one of my French colleagues in the co-working space. Um, I was like, can you just read over this for me um, and check it? And so I think there's, you know, knowing when it's okay to, to be okay with your mistakes and then knowing when I need to take that extra little time sure. to check and make sure. Yeah. yeah. Certainly written um, mistakes because the thing about writing is it stays there, doesn't it? If you're speaking yeah. and you mess up a preposition, like that's gone in a second. But when it's something written, especially as you said, for a client, then obviously you want to make sure that, you know, that's that's written well. Exactly. And also, I you know, it's something that I've noticed as well. Um, and I really understood this when I was actually creating my, my course, um, Understand Real American English, is that when you're speaking and listening, you know, your brain just automatically kind of filters out this stuff. So if you're listening to like an unscripted conversation um, with, you know, like us, you know, we're, we're having an everyday discussion. Mm -hmm. If you we're, if we're listening to it, it's much easier to follow than if we were reading that same unscripted kind of messy discussion. Yeah, sure, and so when absolutely. You're, when you're reading it, like I would, I would read the transcript of some of these, you know, authentic conversations. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this is so hard to understand. I can't like, wait, what are we talking about here? But then when I watch the video of that conversation, it's totally easy to understand because I don't know if it's because we're just not used to reading things written yeah. the way that we speak. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So it's that as well. If you see yeah. those mistakes written, you know, maybe in a conversation, it wouldn't affect the communication at all. But maybe when it's written out, the person maybe needs to read it twice to get what you're meaning. Um, and so I think it's just worth taking a little extra time for written communication. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what you were saying, when I, for example, sometimes write the transcript for the podcast yeah. and I say things and I think, oh, my God, what am I saying there? That's just yeah. completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But as you well, I certainly think as well. Well, as you said, um, we need to be OK with our mistakes, except it's part of the process. And as I always tell my students, it's about communication. That's the main goal. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And yeah. it, it's, you know, it's just it's knowing depending on, you know, the type of communication, the relationship you have with the person, the stakes that are in that communication, knowing how, I guess, demanding you need to be of yourself um, in terms of correctness and fluency and things like that. Absolutely. Um, well, thanks a lot, Christina, for sharing all yeah. of this with us. Um, one more 
the most important thing though yeah, where sure. can people find out more about you where can they go oh yes um yes so the best place would be to go directly to my website mm-hmm. uh which is christina rubafay.com mm-hmm. um, i'll guess put a link to it in the show notes anyway yeah. Um, so I don't have to spell it for people. Yeah, don't <laughs> um, worry, yeah. And, you know, on, on the site, they can they can sign up and get an American accent survival kit, which is uh-huh. totally free. Um, but it helps to train your ear to understand uh, 12 essential expressions that Americans say very fast. Like, what are you doing? Uh, okay, um, right. Yeah. You know, what do you want to do? These okay. kinds of things. So you can catch them. Um, so they can get that on the website. Uh-huh. Uh and also the video lessons, the short free video lessons uh, are on the website, but they can also go to YouTube and look up uh, Speak English with Christina and they'll find my videos there as well. Okay, perfect. I'll have links to that um, in the show notes as well. Um, well, thanks a lot for your time, Christina. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Same here. Thanks a lot, Martin. Have a good one. You too. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so remember to go to the show notes page, episode 134, to find all of those links that Christina just mentioned. Um, So the main takeaways from this, in my opinion, one that I really liked was the live lessons and how they give you more motivation. Push yourself to do things like this, because if you don't, it's much more difficult to find the motivation. You always think... Yeah, but, you know, I don't really want to do this. I especially don't want to pay for it. I can do it on my own. But then you never do it. I'm not talking about you, by the way, there. I'm talking about people in general, especially myself. I always think, no, no, I'll do this by myself. And then I never actually do it. But having that live lesson gives you the motivation to one, prepare for it. And two, to actually go there. Um, Be comfortable making mistakes is another one. Everybody knows when you speak another language, mistakes will happen. We all want to be just as intelligent in a second language as we are in our native language. But unfortunately, we can't always deliver the language in the same way. And mistakes are inevitable, okay, which means they will happen. But accept it. And if the person you're speaking to doesn't accept it, the person you're speaking to is an idiot, okay? I also liked the part about doing something little every day. Make it a habit. Make it part of your life. For example, I now read short stories in Italian before I go to bed just to make it part of my life, just to get that routine. Because as Christina said, if you just try and do two hours a week on a Sunday, it's not quite the same. So make it part of your week, of your daily routine. You can also listen to Rock and Roll English. If you're in the Rock and Roll English family, you have a podcast every day and you can do exactly that. Make it part of your day, of your routine, of your life. Um, Anyway, remember to go and check out Christina online. All of the links are on rockandrollenglish.com, episode number 134. I will see you all again on Monday, people. In the meantime, though, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.